This B Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. IXL's all-inclusive online teaching and learning platform simplifies ed tech needs and accelerates achievement in 95 of the top 100 U.S. school districts. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and it helps you assess student performance through actionable real-time insights at every level of your school or district. This one solution performs work that typically requires dozens of different tools. Want to find out why so many leading districts trust IXL? Visit IXL.com forward slash B-E. That's IXL.com forward slash B-E. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Tell Me This. I am your host, Carrie Borkowski. And as you already know, we are in the midst of our summer of coaching. And I am so, so excited to have one of my classmates here, uh, Nicole. Hello, Nicole. Welcome. Hi, Carrie. It's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> yes, I'm so glad to have you. So yeah, Nicole and I took three classes together. I can't believe when Jen said last night that we had been together since February. I was I like, know. I was like, I was counting on my fingers February, March. <laughs> I was like, five months. It went by so quickly. I know. It's crazy. It's like, wow. Like I, I went through almost half the pandemic with this crew. So <laughs> kind of crazy. Yeah. So, so Nicole, I'm going to do a quick um, intro just so folks know who you are and, and what you're awesome. up to. So, so Nicole, say your last name again for me. I want to make sure yeah. I say it. Sure. Andoni. Andoni. I just want to make sure I'm, I'm all about saying last names correctly. So I want to get that right. Nicole Andoni is the regional program coordinator at Empowered Women International, a program of the Latino Economic Development Center. Maybe you can tell us a little bit more about that later, Nicole. Um, sure. She brings over a decade of experience working in business in both the U.S. and Latin America and a passion for women's issues to her work empowering women through the tool of entrepreneurship. Nicole has an MBA for the, from the Universidad Francisco de Vitoria. Did I say that right? Yeah. In yes. Spain <laughs> and a bachelor of science in marketing from Johnson and Wales university. Is that the one in Rhode Island, Johnson and Wales? Yes. yes. Oh, Wildcats. <laughs> okay. Yeah. My, um, my brother-in-law actually, he got his chef training at Johnson and Wales. So it's kind of yes. cool to see another Johnson and Wales person. Yeah. Nicole is a lifelong learner eager to further her professional and personal growth and is currently enrolled in the engagement coaching training program woohoo! at Anne Arundel <laughs> community college. Nicole hopes to use the power of coaching to guide women to unlock their potential reach their goals and live the life of their dreams. Ugh, I just love that. Nicole, are you located in Maryland? I live in DC. In DC. Okay. Okay. Washington. Got it. Yes. Okay. Got it. And that's where the, the uh, empowered women international is located also then in DC. Yes. So that's, that's our main office, but we okay. are regional throughout the DMV. Got it. Got it. I ask only because I've talked to different people in different places. So it's always good now with, 
technology and Zoom to sort of orient orient everybody to where we are in this world. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So welcome again. Thank you for taking time out of your day. Thank you. Absolutely. It's uh, a joy, honestly, to to be here. It was a joy to be a your classmate as oh, well. Yeah you're, yeah, you're you're very nice. So, as you know and as our audience knows, I have lots of questions about coaching, but I would love to hear yeah. if you're willing to share just a little bit more about mm-hmm. your work with this Empowered Women's International and the Latino Economic Development Center. Tell us a little bit about all of that. Yeah, absolutely. So, um as you mentioned, I am the Regional Program Coordinator Um, for the Empowered Women International Program at the Latino Economic Development Center. It's a nonprofit uh, based out of Washington, D.C. They have offices in D.C., Northern Virginia, Montgomery County, Baltimore, and Puerto Rico. Uh, And basically, um, within the Empowered Women International Program, Uh, Because LEDC, the Latino Economic Development Center, has a bunch of different programs. They have small business technical assistance. They're a CDFI, which is a community development financial institution. Okay. So they do lending um, to uh, small business owners that typically can't get uh, loans through traditional banking. Mm. Um, They also have housing preservations first-time home buyers assistance programs, um, financial um, literacy and capability program, and then um, comes in EWI, which is the Empowered Women International Program. Before joining LEDC, I was a volunteer mentor um, in which I volunteered um, uh, women who are entrepreneurs or who want to become business owners. Um, in their uh, three-month training program. Um, So at EWI, we have a three-month cohort-based training program where the women go through um, um, different classes to help them develop their business plans. We take them from what is their mission, vision, values, who, you know, how to identify their clients, um, you know, the different um, marketing tools and techniques, all the way into the operations and business finances, all of that. But wow. in addition to that, yeah, it's, it's a very holistic and like complete program. Mm-hmm. Um, in addition to that, we like, um, we prepare them to do a, a, a pitch at their fine and the final class is a, a cool. business pitch event. Um, so public speaking and also networking. We talk about uh, also personal finances, so financial literary literacy for themselves and their family. Um, but our, I think our secret sauce or our special sauce. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> tell us, tell is, us. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's the, it's the community that we build with the mm. women, the, you know, the sisterhood that those bonds that the women create um, while they're in the program is really amazing. Mm. I mean, we've seen women make, you know, meet best friends, partners. Um, they're continually supporting and elevating each other. Um, you know, even after they've graduated from our programs, mm-hmm. um, entrepreneurship can often be a very lonely endeavor. Uh, so it's just great that there's, you know, that in addition to train, you know, giving the women all training that we're also, you know, giving them a platform to connect. 
Mm. Um, Sounds familiar, Nicole. Sounds like mm. hmm, some coaching classes we took, maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Supportive, uplifting yeah. relationships. <laughs> yeah. So that's just one of the things that we do in Empower yeah. Women International. We also have awesome. like webinars and other other. Um, trainings and things like that. But um, yeah, that's what we're all about. We want to empower oh. women through the tool of entrepreneurship, Love it. To help bridge that wealth gap. Um, the women that we serve are tend to be immigrant, refugee, and women from marginalized communities. Mm. It's incredible. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. I have friends who are in the real estate business. And I'm sure you've heard, you know, they always talk about location, location, location. And I always joke with them that it's actually connection, 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 right? Like making oh, those yes. relationships and building community. And so um, I love to hear you say that our secret sauce is in the community. I'm like, yes, that's like speaking my, my language, Nicole. <laughs> I, I bet if you coach those real estate agents, <laughs> they would when they got down to the core of it yes their business is actually about connection, connection totally connection. <laughs> totally it all, it all is right at the end of the day so yep. very cool so this is such a good segue into our discussion of coaching because I do and Anton was on um, earlier and we were talking about <clears throat> just the importance of relationships mm -hmm. and so I would love Nicole because I don't think we talked about this in any of our classes at least you and I directly what was your first experience with coaching, whether it was formal or informal? What did that look like for you? Um, well, I honestly don't think that I had a coaching experience before joining mm. the engagement coaching okay. class. If okay. I if I did, I can't recall. Okay. So okay. my first coaching experience was in class. <laughs> okay. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, so I'm going to come back to, um, the second question that I had, cause I, since you, since you said that I'm going to follow the breadcrumbs, Nicole, which is, mm -hmm. so tell us a little bit about your journey to coaching. Mm -hmm. Like how did you arrive at the door, so to speak of engagement coaching? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so it was pretty accidental uh, mm -hmm. through the through LEDC, the organization that I work uh, with. Um, they offer professional development, and um, my supervisor had sent out a few di different options for us, mm -hmm. you know, to consider for our professional development last year. Um, and one of the links was the uh, Anne Arundel Community College coaching course. Um, and so I clicked on it. I reached out to Jen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I reached out to Jen Lara and, um, she was so awesome to like offer to have a zoom conversation. Um, she answered all my questions. I fell in love with her and I was like, okay, let's do this. <laughs> She's so easy to fall in love with. Let's be honest. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So um, that's really my journey. I, you know, for me, coaching, when I hear the word coaching, um, because at LEDC, when I first started with LEDC, I, my role, my title was small business coach. So, but we, what we do there is mostly, I think, mentoring, advising, consulting. Mm. I think the word the, the, the word coach, I think I didn't, the meaning of it, I, I had a different meaning of it in my mind. Mm. Um, and so when I joined the coaching courses, it, 
completely changed my idea of of coaching. Oh, interesting. All right. So we got to go there because I was going to ask you anywhere. What was your, how did your definition change or what did it look like before and now? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, like I said, it was like more coaching. I thought was like, okay, you know, you teach something to someone Mm. or you provide a resource or you use your own experience and expertise to help them. Mm -hmm. You advise them. It's usually like the person coming to you for help Mm -hmm. or seeking some type of advice. Um, and in the coaching program, what I learned was that coaching has really nothing to do with the coach. (laughs) I mean, like whatever, like the coach, the expertise that the coach has, the knowledge the coach has, the skills, maybe some of the skills can, you know, the coaching skills, but other than that, it's really all about the, the client or the coachee. Right. And all that the coach does is help them potentialize what they already have inside of themselves. Mm. It's pretty remarkable. It is. Yeah. I love that. It's like, it's exciting and terrifying, like to think that, you know, we just, you know, Anton and I were talking earlier about, and you know, these skills, right. Being present, Mm -hmm. being unattached and sort of just being there for whatever, comes up. And I'm sure in your MBA program, like my training, you're sort of taught with the idea that you're going to be an expert in something. Yeah. Right. 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 And so we take up this coaching and it's like, it doesn't really matter what you're an expert in. Like you're here in the service of your clients. (laughs) So yeah, it is. Yeah. It's awesome though, because everyone, you know, the the coaching community, we're all basically on the same level. There's no hierarchy. Mm, And I I love that about, Mm. you know, the coaching community. Yeah. Oh, I hadn't thought about that, Nicole, but you're right. Cause even our master coaches and expert coaches like Jen and Anton, they're working on stuff too, right? They're in in different places in their journey Mm -hmm. and, and working on different skills. And I'm sure you showed up um, it coach, like with strengths, you know, that you were able to leverage and then areas that you had to work on. So I love thinking about it as sort of very Mm -hmm. flat organization. Yeah. That's a, that's an awesome visual for thinking about coaching. So very cool. I have to say, um, before we move on, I, I wonder like looking back on your sort of selection of your professional development and clicking on engagement coaching, it just made me think Nicole, Mm -hmm. It's those little seemingly insignificant decisions that we make. I mean, what do you think about that now? Like just clicking on that link and what it did with for you. <laughs> um, as you said that, it started to give me goosebumps <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. I feel like I'm on the precipice. Like I, you know, I'm five months in into my coaching. You know, my, uh, you know, my coaching journey. I'm sure that I've done coaching in the past you know, informally and things like that. I, I didn't realize, or maybe I was being sure. coached and I didn't realize, but I'm pretty new to this. And it's like, I'm on the precipice of something that I think is going to, well, it's been transformative, but it will continue to transform mm. and evolve um, my life. Yeah. Mm. Yes. In so many ways. I think just um, my relationships, um, you know, in these five months, the, um, how they've blossomed mm-hmm. with the people that I'm closest with. 
Yeah, for sure. What, what impact yeah. do you think it's had on the women that you work with in the entrepreneurial uh, program? Yeah. Um, to be honest with you, because I am a program coordinator, sadly, I don't do a lot of one-on-one with the women. Mm, yeah. Um, before when I was a mentor, when I was a volunteer mentor, I got to do more one-on-one. Um, however, when we, when we start recruiting for the program, um, we, through the selection process, we get to, excuse me, we get to do interviews and meet the women and everything like that. And um, I think that will be an amazing opportunity for me to flex um, some of those coaching skills. Totally. And also um, uh, our mentors in the program, um, we hired Jen to give them um, a five series workshop. Oh, uh, wow. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. Very cool. So, so you know, we we're, we're spreading, we're spreading the, the goodness and, yes. you know, um, in, trying to implement some coaching, um, some coach like strategies within the, within the program, um, you know, to help the women, because when, when it's with entrepreneurship, one thing is the, the technical side, mm-hmm. right? Okay. How do you put together a business plan? How do I, you know, how do I do social media? Yeah. How, you know, how do I get a loan? The most important part though, is the mindset. Mm. Cause when it gets hard, um, you know, when they're, when you're faced with challenges, um, mindset is, is the hardest part of the entrepreneurial journey. And with coaching, that's a really great tool, um, especially for the mentors and the trainer, uh, the program trainer who work one-on-one with the, with the entrepreneurs, you know, when they start showing uh, signs of fear, you know, those ugly little saboteurs (laughs) (laughs) or, um, you know, feeling stuck or, you know, I think, um, those coaching skills are, are great in those moments. And I'm sure that, um, as time goes on, um, I will be able to you know, pers- personally flex more of those coaching skills. Um, but yeah, just finding ways to be able to embed them um, into what we do. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, we'll be sitting down with um, Alexandra Boychek, who is the regional program manager. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, you know, just showing her some of the, the, the things that I've learned throughout the program to see or throughout the class to see if it's, you know, that we, if we can add it to uh, the, the, the agenda. That's awesome. That's so, that's mm-hmm. so cool. Love it. So as you probably can guess, Nicole, some of the folks who listen to the podcast are very new to coaching, might not really know, you know, we say that word coaching and as you, you know, alluded to or said earlier this, this term takes on multiple roles and, and views. Mm-hmm. And so I'm curious, you know, I know you said you're sort of working out, still working out what coaching will look like in your organization, particularly you mentioned recruiting. So if you were sitting down for this meeting, like, can you just give our audience a sense of like, what, what do you look like when you show up as a coach or what do you imagine? will the organization will look like when you show up as a coach, like what are some of those those actions you might take, or you, you, you've alluded to skills and actions. And so can you just like color that in a little bit for the audience? Absolutely. I think, you know, first I'll listen more. Mm. I think, 
I, um, I was a level one listener. <laughs> I'm guilty, <laughs> guilty as charged. <laughs> meaning that, meaning that I, I was already, I, I was already coming up with an answer or mm. a rebuttal or an, you know, an opinion before the other person finished speaking. Mm. And through the program, you know, we list, we learned about the different levels of listening <laughs> and I had learned about listening before, but not in this way. <laughs> awesome. So, so it's just, I think if anything, that's what I will, um, what I will do more and continue to do first. Mm. That's awesome. And how do you think, how do you think that'll affect your organization if you show up as more, more, more listening? Well, I think, you know, I'll know, I'll know, for instance, like if it's with a colleague, Mm -hmm. you know, I'll be able to, I'll, I'll be able to know, you know, what, what's really going on, I think. (laughs) um, give, give them the opportunity to show up. Yeah. You know, um, give them the opportunity. And then if, you know, after listening, I can ask them questions about, you know, like what's here for you right now. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about that? So listening is level, you know, one thing. And then also like asking more of those powerful questions, um, so that I can know, you know, if, if, if maybe, someone on the team is struggling with something or having a hard time, or even maybe it's an issue, you know, an issue between the both of us. I think it'll help with that. Um, Also with the women in our program, I think it will help, help um, them just find, find their own power. Mm. Um, I feel like because we work with, because we work with women mostly that are immigrant refugee and women from marginalized communities we have this overall sense that they need us right mm. they don't need us <laughs> they, don't tell anybody. <laughs> yeah, they don't need us they what they have everything that they need inside of themselves mm. right mm-hmm. we're just here to you know maybe give, you know, show them how to do something or share Mm. a resource. And if I show up or if we show up coach, like help them maybe dig a little deeper. Mm -hmm. Um, I think with coaching, it's all about being present and in the moment because we're so like, go, 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 you know, we're in our head a lot. And so it's like, you're giving somebody a gift you know, if you take the time to show up coach, like, because totally, you're basically saying, okay, stop. Let's just dig deeper into this one thing. Yeah. They've probably never taken the time to do that. And someone has probably never sat down with them to ask them these questions. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think that the most generous gift we can give each other is our time, right? Mm. is that time I, I want to say Nicole if I can um, push back just ever so slightly with some curiosity um, you said that um, they don't need us and 
I think I understand what you mean. I wonder if, mm-hmm. what would you think if I said, maybe they need us, but not in the way we think they need us. Yes. Hmm. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. It's, it's like, um, of course, you know, the resources we are, so we, we provide resources for them to learn, you know, tools and skills and train. Um, but they had, yeah, I don't know how I, I, I get what you're saying. And I completely agree. Like they need us, but they don't like, you know? Yeah. uh, Well, I think you kind of, I mean, I think you kind of said it and the, what I was picking up on, that's why I asked if Mm -hmm. we could rephrase it is because you said they don't need us, but then you said maybe they need us to help them notice or show them something or right. So Mm -hmm. I feel like you're in a lot of ways to me, when I think about coaching, it's like, I'm just on this walk with this person and maybe every once in a while I shine a light on something or I, or I help them notice that flower that's growing and sort of ask them about that flower. Right. So it's, it's not that they need me, but they need noticing. And so I'm able to help them perhaps, um, notice or feel, or, you know, wonder whatever the, the verb is. So, um, like a tour guide. Yeah. I do. I kind of like a tour guide. I totally love that. Yeah. Yeah. They're they've, you know, they don't need, they don't need my legs. They're, they're walking. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They don't need my, my eyes. They've got their own, you know, and I'm just like, they're saying like, Oh, look at that bird. Oh, look at that tree. Oh, look at that flower. Um, yeah, yeah, you're totally right. I love that. Yeah. So, Uh yeah. Cause I feel like having been a client, at least in our classes or in our groups, mm-hmm. I definitely needed that person, but needed them not to solve my problem or celebrate right. my victory, but just to like, that's what I meant, give mm-hmm. me space to do that, which I love. So it's, mm-hmm. it brought me to a question that's not on our list, Nicole. So I hope you don't mind if I veer off a little bit. I'm wondering, yeah, I'm wondering, you know, you talked a lot about how you came in initially as sort of an advisor mentor, you know, mm-hmm. having an idea before the person finished their statement. What was that? I mean, I, I kind of felt like you were describing your MBA training, right? Like, I feel like I I don't have an MBA, but my, I have a a dad that's an MBA and my sense is like, you guys are problem solvers. Like you're, you're given a case study, you've got the facts and then you get in groups Mm -hmm. and, and work the problem. And so what was that mind shift like for you coming into these coaching courses with that MBA identity? Like seriously. Mm hmm. It was, it was revealing. Mm. Um, it also revealed a side of myself that I, I wasn't aware of. Um, oh, cool. I always knew, I always had this thing inside of me that I want to serve others. Service is one of my core values. Mm. Um, and I've always been that way since I was like younger. Like if I would go to a party, I would always be like, Hey, can I help with this? Aww. Yeah, You know, like, I'm always just like the type of person to be like, what can I do for you in this moment? Mm. And, um, but I also feel like when I, and not, maybe not a hundred percent, but there was a part of me that was benefiting from me serving others. It was like, Mm -hmm. feel it was, it was like, I was looking for some sort of, um, how do you say, like, 
I'm sorry. I'm the the words are are. It's okay. Uh, like I was trying to fill something inside of me that was empty by serving others. Because mm. you know when you serve when you serve others or when you serve someone, they're like, oh, thank you, right? And so in a way, it was just like it was like I was looking for love by serving others. Mm looking for appreciation, looking for acknowledgement. Mm. And um, it's, it's completely changed the way I serve. And I, it's not something that's overnight, you Mm -hmm. know, because that's, that's also like a lot of internal work that I'm doing on myself. Sure. Um, But moving forward, you know, I'm conscious of it now. And I'm able to, you know, as I move forward, continue to change that um, that deep seated belief inside my, you know, inside mm-hmm. myself. And, um, and yeah, that's how it's, that's how it's been transformative for me. Mm. Wow. Thank you so much for, for that honesty. I, I really, really appreciate that. It made me think, um, coach Alex Ray came on and he was talking about something similar uh, and mm-hmm. he, art- he articulated it a little bit differently, but I wonder And I wanted to check in with you because what he was saying was that we're often service is clearly part of this coaching thing, but maybe as newer coaches um, and evolving coaches, we sometimes look at our coaching as an accomplishment, right? Even Mm -hmm. if we're not trying to set an agenda for our client, getting Mm -hmm. our client to some outcome, whatever it is, feels like an accomplishment. And he said to me, um, he said, you know, that's often about our own stuff, not about, mm. and, it, and it made me think about what you were saying. It's like a different way to think about outcomes and accomplishments and check boxes. And, um, so, yeah, yeah so yeah. I, yeah, I wonder how, how, how that resonates with you or doesn't maybe. No, absolutely. It's so funny because as we took, you know, we're in, in class with Alex, we couldn't come from two completely different backgrounds, <laughs> yeah. right? Him, yeah. and, him and I, like, if you looked at us side by side, there's very little that you would say we have in common. Yeah. But his, um, I guess, journey resonated with me so much. Mm. Um, and so I, and I heard him say that. Mm-hmm. I don't even recall if it was in a coaching because he did coach me in one of the classes. Mm-hmm. Um or I just heard him say it in class, but yeah, that, that completely resonated with me. And I was like, huh, (laughs) holy. Yeah. I was like, that's me too. (laughs) You know, like totally I've been searched, you know, I've, I've had a journey, um, for a really long time where I've been searching, you know, for love, searching for acceptance, belonging, acknowledgement, and I most likely used service mm. to try to fill that. Oh, wow. Mm. That's powerful to, to sort yeah. of notice that for sure. Yeah. 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 I think, I mean, perhaps many, if not all coaches on their journey have some recognition of that piece. Right. Cause I think mm-hmm. w- definitely early in on our classes. I mean, I don't know about you, Nicole, but I used to get very nervous about coming to class because I knew I was going to have to coach. 
<laughs> and 100%. then I, yeah. And then I would finish one of those like 15 minute sessions that felt like mm-hmm. hours and hours and, yeah. and think and think, oh, I didn't do anything. Right. It was all about doing and yeah. accomplishing and making. And I'm like, well, and then I've come to realize in later classes, because I think I'm just getting I'm still working, but I'm getting better mm-hmm. at realizing like you just it's just being in the moment. It's like, who knows what will yeah. come of it? Like, stop worrying so much about moving something forward to a finish line. Maybe there isn't that finish line. Right. So, yeah, I, you're so right. And it's just like you're 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 coaching like normally when you're well, if I'm doing some type of business advising mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. through my work. It's like, okay, how can, you know, if I teach someone how to do something, it's like, okay, I've taught them how to do it. Now they can (laughs) go and and do it. Or if I've given them some tools or some resources, but I've literally like, other than my time, I haven't really given anything. (laughs) (laughs) And that's perfectly okay. Perfectly okay. And hey, time is actually the most valuable thing that you can give to someone. Yes. Amen. So, but we're so used to like, you're so right. We're, we're so used to like having something, I guess, more, I don't know, that has more value. You know, we don't, we don't see what we're doing as valuable because yeah. you can't, you can't name it sometimes. That's right. That's right. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, we so, could yeah. value. We could value. Maybe we need to start a movement, Nicole, where we start valuing just the time together for no yeah. particular reason other than being together. And we should name uh, it and value that because I think that's what's most important. So speaking yeah. of time, I'm curious, Nicole, when do you think is a good time for someone to seek out the support of a coach or have a coaching relationship? Right now. <laughs> You've been talking to Anton and Jen, I think. <laughs> no, I had no idea. Actually, so you sent me those questions ahead yeah. of time, right? Yeah. And yeah. before our before our meeting today, I I didn't look over them like you know for I was like yeah. okay, I'm going to take ten minutes to prepare. Yeah. And I looked at that question and I was like, wow, like why not? <laughs> That's exactly I mean, what Anton said. <laughs> why not? <laughs> I didn't know what I was getting into when I joined the course. And the first time I got coached, I was like, yeah. you know, like mind blown, like mm-hmm. that emoji. And I yes. was like, what is this? And how can I do this? And how can other people get into it? And mm-hmm. yeah, that's awesome. Okay. So, so we, we all seem to agree. Why not now? Just do it now. So, so the mm-hmm. follow-up question to that is, I'm getting a coach. I'm doing some of those 15 minute, you know, short consultation sessions. Mm -hmm. What advice do you have, Nicole, for someone who's, you know, sitting with a coach? Like, what should they be looking for? What should they be asking? How will they know that it's a good, good coaching gig? What do you Mm think? Um, I think, I mean, you could get, you know, you could find a a coach in several ways through Mm -hmm. referral. Mm -hmm. You know, if you know someone who's been coached, um, you can do a Google search and do your own research. Good luck. (laughs) Good luck with that. (laughs) I would recommend going to the ICF website and, you know, you know that those people are all certified uh, or reach out to one or reach out to you or I, because we have, we are, we have a growing network of awesome coaches. So awesome coaches. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think, 
like it's important that you can somehow find yourself in that person or Mm. something about that person resonates Mm -hmm. with you um so like I was thinking about okay so when you pick a hairstylist right Mm -hmm. I I have a little bit of a hairstyling background Mm. um that's that's another conversation yeah it is oh my gosh (laughs) (laughs) but um but if you pick a hairstylist you know you like to wear your hair natural and curly and you don't often dye it, uh, or you don't often color it. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, you're not going to really pick the hairstylist that has like a hot pink mohawk, mm. Good you point. know? Mm-hmm. And so it's not really, but you know, that's a visual. So it's yeah. not really about what the person looks like, but it's more about like, what's, what is it about that person that I resonate with? And in the end, I think it's like a gut check, mm. you know, like what's your intuition telling you? I, we I love intuition. So co- we so love intuition. <laughs> but I think it's true. Like if yeah. there's something that feels off when you're mm-hmm. having a conversation with that person and you're trying to say, oh, but this person has this many degrees and this many certifications and look mm-hmm. at all of reviews on there. But if there's still something inside of you and your gut is telling you like, eh, mm-hmm. listen to your gut. Oh my gosh. You know? That's, that is I hope everybody heard that, like, listen to your gut, that it's not just about credentials and testimonials. And if there's something, if there's something there, there, right, then, Uh then pay attention to it. Because as we learned, and I feel like it was the last week of class or so, like we learned about just listening to our intuition and how our intuitions are different than our mind, which was really interesting. Uh So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. And they'll tell you because that, you know, not that, not not that there aren't um, a plethora of coaches that you could connect with. Yes. Um, but you know, there's just souls that, that find each other that, you know, are meant to find each other. I don't know. I'm kind of spiritual, kind of woo woo. (laughs) (laughs) So I, I, I believe, I believe in that, uh, you know, there's really no uh, coincidence in, Mm. in who you, who you come into contact with um, in our, in, in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And ask them like questions, mm-hmm. um, important questions, like, uh, what, what, what are their core values? Mm-hmm. Ask them why they became a coach. Mm. What impact has coaching made on their life? Yeah. Um, you know, coach them. Uh, Sounds like you're coaching yeah. them, Nicole. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Write down these questions, guys. That's right. That's right. I love <laughs> that. I love that about like, what, what's your sort of philosophy on coaching or what's your mm-hmm. journey to coaching been? I love those kinds of questions for sure. Mm-hmm. Th- those are good ones. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I think you're right, Nicole, the, the wonderful thing, which is also hard about coaching, right. Is that there's lots of coaches for lots of different people. So um, it's entirely possible that you'll have a good relationship with one for a while and something will shift and maybe you need to try someone else. And I feel like I have Jen in that's my head okay. saying that's okay. Right. Like just be yeah. honest with your intuition and, and do that. So, yeah, yeah. You, you don't have to get it right the first time and that's okay. I'm really curious because I've been asking everybody this question. I can't wait to hear what your response is. What is your favorite coaching skill? I mentioned it before. It's listening. Mm. Ooh. Okay. Well, tell us more. Why is it your favorite? 
listening level three is my favorite. It's very hard to do it because <laughs> you have to be fully present. Yes, you do. <laughs> and you're, you know, it's not a, it's not about just using, you know, your hearing, your, mm-hmm. sen- your, sen- but it's also um, noticing body language mm. and, um, you know, the energy of, of, of the person, um, maybe their facial expressions and things like that. Um, maybe even noticing some keywords that are, you know, that they're saying, it gives you some more insight into what they're really saying. Mm. So, yeah, I feel like listening is really powerful and we don't do enough of it. Ugh, you're right. I don't think we do. How do you think you benefit from being a better listener? I learned so much. Mm. Can you give an example? I mean, not obviously our coaching sessions are always confidential, but can you generally speak about like, what does that look like when you learn so much? What do you mean? Like, I'm not the one with all the answers in the room all the time. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. You know, it's, um, I love, I love to be the one with the, all the answers. Yes, I know you're the, the MBA, right? We've already had this chat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like, gosh, there's so, there's so much that others have wisdom, experience, mm. I mean, you know, something that maybe it doesn't even resonate for them when they say it, but it can resonate for you, mm-hmm. you know, something that they say, you know, that someone will say like offhand and it's just like something that they say and it has m- not much resonance for them. But then later on, you're like, dude, what that person said to me really resonated with me. Yes. Um, yeah, it's just it really is so powerful and we could all use a little bit of that, especially this day and age. Like, mm. Amen to that too. We're so fast to just like make judgments on what yes. people are saying and mm-hmm. like forming opinions and getting angry. And, totally. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I love that. Um, that's such a good reminder. Cause I feel like something that we did in this last class that I found really powerful were, well, we did those where each group um, took a theme and then we brought pictures or art. And then we did the storytelling, like the 10 minute story. And I feel like, and I know we talked about this when we did debriefs, like we, Jen and Anton asked us to write like eight to 10 minute stories, like our story. Mm -hmm. And then we got in breakout groups, breakout rooms and shared our stories. So even if you were in a group with five people, that was like 50 minutes of your life to hear five stories or 60 minutes if you told your story. And I don't know about you, Nicole, but like, oh my gosh, the amount of information I learned about all of my peers in an hour. Yeah. Like, come on, people, we have time. And if it's just one person, it's 10 minutes, 10 minutes, 10 minutes out of your day. Like, don't tell me you don't have time for a 10 minute story. Everybody has time for a 10 minute story. And the amount of information I received and felt so privileged to hear that people were willing to share, like, and even the picture, like you have a a tennis picture up as your zoom background. And like, Mm -hmm. that's listening in a different way, like paying attention and noticing, like I learned stuff about you just by seeing your zoom background. And so yeah. it just sort of 
shatters assumptions. It changes the story, whatever the metaphor is, the channel, the story, the, you know, that we have about each other. So the labels that we put on people, the labels. Yes. Um, yeah. Humans love labels. We do. Yeah. <laughs> I was just reading an article the other day and I'm not a neuro neurologist by any stretch of the imagination, but I was reading an article talking about how the brain and this makes sense. Of course, the brain loves mm-hmm. patterns, right? Mm-hmm. So we're always trying to organize people and things into those patterns. And so mm-hmm. like we have to work hard to check in with the reality. Like, is yeah. that really how that person should be organized or is there something you know else going on? And Yes. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine, Nicole, if every human being on the planet took an extra 10 minutes with a person that they were with just to hear their story for 10 minutes? I can I just tell you about my experience yes, with, please. with that activity? Please. We weren't in the same in the same breakout room, but no. I that that really rocked my world. Mm. Um not, you know, the, the, I was like, there was like five or six of us that told our stories Mm -hmm. and some of the stories, you know, were more factual, like kind Mm -hmm. of like didn't dig too deep. Some of the stories went deeper, you know, um, it was interesting to see what every, what each person decided to tell, yeah, what lens they have of their themselves and their life that mm-hmm. is so revelatory oh it's it's huge it's, it's huge. huge and even and and bringing it back to when I told my my own story it revealed so much about myself mm, yeah I didn't notice I didn't notice the um the language that I used Mm. when I would tell people about myself or when now I had the opportunity to tell my story. And when I, you know, although comparison is a city of joy, I know, (laughs) but when I compared it to like, you know, some of my classmates that chose maybe a different lens to, you know, a different language, I was like, okay, there's so much more work Mm. and internal work. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really great. Cause then I, I can, I work with a therapist mm-hmm. hashtag, uh, hashtag make, uh, destigmatize mental health de-stigmatize yes, yes. therapy, <laughs> please, please. Yes. Um, I work with a therapist and I went to her on my appointment, which was the next day. And I told her, I was like, I had this amazing experience telling my story and I really want to work on the beliefs that I have about Mm. myself oh man that's awesome your therapist must be so happy you're uh, coaching because it's bringing so much to your therapy sessions right I mean Anton and I were talking earlier because I asked him the same question about coaching and he Mm -hmm. the definition of coaching and he was saying look we all need different things in our toolbox you know you Mm -hmm. can bring a therapist a mentor an advisor and why not throw Mm -hmm. a coach in there and that could really be complimentary so um Yeah. yeah this I mean the whole storytelling and I understand the comparison sort of trap. And I think though, that in this instance, the comparison is interesting because you're right. Like this, these different levels of listening, just Mm -hmm. using the storytelling exercise, like 
What was the approach? Was it chronological? Did you start in a certain area of your life and build off of that? How much detail did you provide? Did you have your video on or off when you were telling mm. your story? Because we had a couple people in my breakout session that wanted to share their story without their video because it felt they just felt, you know, upset in some parts of the story. So uh, there's so much to learn about someone and ourselves. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hmm. I don't know. And when people tell their story, it's just, it's, it brings out such beauty. Yes. And I, 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 I said in our meeting afterwards and in, 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 you know, when we were debriefing, I was like, I just fall in love with humans. <laughs> I look at my teacher. Love, love always wins. I love that. Um, love but yeah, I just fall in love with humans because it's like we're we're all in this together. We're all on the same planet. We're you know, a lot of times we don't act like we're in it together, but we really are. Yeah, together. we are. We really are. We really are. Yeah. Someone used the term, and I'm gosh, it's terrible that I can't remember who it was now. But someone was calling it human work, right? Because it's just mm-hmm. it's that work that you're describing. So. Oh, I love that your favorite coaching skill is listening. That's so powerful. And those ripple effects can be huge if you, you do that and then pay it forward. So, so what do you think? I mean, I don't think it'll be any surprise to anybody listening, Nicole, that everybody I've interviewed loves coaching, has lots of favorite skills. (laughs) And so I, I couldn't resist asking what's hard about coaching. Uh, staying unattached. Mm, Tell, tell me more about that not uh because so on a day you know we have this um natural ability to attach (laughs) (laughs) yes we do especially if we feel uh a kinship with Mm -hmm. that person that we're coaching or we can relate to what they're saying to an experience they've had Mm -hmm. um to maybe what they're going through um or just you know somebody who's you know you can just have deep empathy you know yes mm-hmm. um and so staying unattached and not jumping in and being well what you need to do is this <laughs> you're right or what you should do is this or this was my experience so maybe yeah. my experience can help you <laughs> it's so true and it can be like the smallest thing or the biggest thing right i was in a um i was in a session with a client about a week ago And I ask them to, you know, it's sort of that coaching question. What would that look like uh, in a a visual, like an image, if you were drawing or painting it and they started to describe it and the voice in my head, Nicole, and I'm so ashamed Mm -hmm. to admit this, but the voice in my head said, well, that's not how I see it. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And then I was like, I was self-managing. I didn't say anything. I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, well, why are you, that's not, it's not your image. It's your client's image. Like let that go. So I had to, I was able to, to stay unattached, but like my first, my first instinct was to disagree. Right. I'm like, but that's not what this is about. <laughs> so, yeah. You're, you have to yeah. like, cause unattached also is that not, not using your own judgments or that's preconceived right. notions. Yeah. Um, I think another one too would be, I think, listening, even though it's my favorite, it's also the hardest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. It can be both. This, this is yeah. all about the yes and podcast. So it's, it's I love fun. it. It's like improv. Yes. Yes. And. Yes. Yes. And <laughs> absolutely. So, 
Oh, goodness, Nicole. Well, as we wind down, I always like to ask my guests, is there anything you would like to add that we didn't have a chance to touch on today in our conversation? Um, that's a good question. Hmm. Uh, I mean, I, I, I feel like I am just so grateful for this happy accident. Mm. Oh, I love yeah. that. That's nice. I'm really grateful. I've met some amazing people like you mm. and um, all of the like classmates and professors. Um, and I think the possibilities that have opened up through this um, are just so beautiful. Like, mm. um, and although I'm not sure, you know, what, what my journey with coaching is going to look like, um, I know that it will be impactful for everyone involved, impactful for me as a coach, impactful for, you know, people that I surround myself with in my personal life and impactful for, you know, maybe in the future, if I have my own um, coaching practice and impactful for the people I work with. So, Mm. yeah, it just, um, it's such a positive thing. Mm. Yeah, well, I'm super excited to see where you go with all these these new skills and tools. Thanks. So, Thanks. yeah, and I um, I just want to thank you again, Nicole, for coming on the podcast. And it's been a pleasure to be in this space with you and listen to you and learn from you. And um, yeah, it's just been it's just absolutely wonderful. So thank you so much. Thank you, Carrie. Yeah. Can I come on again? Yes, please. I was going to say that invitation is always open to all of my uh, new coaching friends. And I know our audience um, would welcome, welcome a chance to hear from you again. So yes, please. It's, it's, maybe you can do one of us, uh, you know, of like, you know, a year or two down the road, you know, where they, where are they now? Yes. Ooh, that's <laughs> next summer. Why not next summer? Where are they now? The, the, yeah. the second, the second edition of this. So that would be awesome, Nicole. So no, but um, thank you so much for, you know, even, um, opening up the spot and, um, yeah, of course I, I feel really honored to be part of this. So yeah, it's been, it's so fun to, to talk to all of you guys. You guys are all so cool. So, so thanks everyone for listening to another episode of Tell Me This, the summer of coaching edition. I've been with Nicole and thanks to everybody listening and have a great day. Take care. So sincere under the glaciers your last year Do you want to simplify your school's technology, save teachers time, and improve students' performance on state assessments? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com forward slash BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all of these goals. 
That's IXL.com forward slash B-E.